0: Hello, folks. Welcome to Josh's Worst Nightmare Oddcast, presented by Denver Horror Collective. I'm your host, author Josh Schlossberg, surveying the dark landscape of biological horror fiction. For this episode, we are being visited by Jeff Oliver. Jeff began writing dark poetry at just 11 years old, transferring darkness to paper at such a young age. A poet by passion and a father of eight beautiful children, his dedication to his family and his craft is second to none. Jeff's books include *Venomous Words*, Volume One, with macro photography by Gordon Riley; *Strange Sounds*, poetic fiction; *Journals of Silent Screams*, *Scattered Thoughts*, Volumes One and Two; *Drops of Insanity*, *New World Monsters*, written with Chris Macaulay and others; *Welcome to My Nightmare*, Jeff.
1: Hey, buddy, how you doing today?
0: Really good. Really glad you're here. And Thanks for, for- Yeah, well, I'm excited to have you here and talk about our topic of the day, because on Josh's Worst Nightmare, folks might be aware that I invite on horror authors to talk about an aspect of biological horror, which I define as living creatures and vital processes relevant to their writing in some way, shape, or form. This episode, we're talking about venomous creatures. Now... Why would we be talking about such a topic? What is the relevance to you?
1: Um, Venomous creatures. Um, I've looked at so many venomous creatures writing that book in my life. I never thought I'd see them that close. I mean, the biology, you can see every hair, you can see the makeup and uh, just learn about them. I've never learned about them like I have writing this book.
0: So tell us a little bit more about the book. So what's, what does the book consist of? Um, How did, how did the idea come about and the photography aspect, all that?
1: Uh, The idea, let's start with the idea. Um, I met Gordon on Instagram and I was, I got a message from someone named Venom Macro. He asked me if he wanted to, uh, if I wanted to collaborate with him on social media So I said, how about we just write a book? And that's how the idea came about. I saw his photos and I was just like, man, how do you get that clarity? I mean, he has a process to his clarity, but I was just like blown away when I first saw it. So I was like, so we just started working together. I started writing little short poems and he'd snap a picture. And I tried to fuse my words into each still. that's what i did um so for all of these sorry to
0: interrupt but i just wanted to make that clear so there's a photograph of say what a scorpion and then that inspired your writing
1: it inspired whatever came out yep cool whatever i thought would fit with that photo i just wrote it and i just went went and went and there's 120 photos and wow a poem to go with each one uh there's also eight collaborations in this book. Um, one with uh, Joe Lansdale, we wrote, uh, it's called Where the Slime Stands Up. Mm-hmm. That was an honor. Um, Chris McCauley, the collaborator of mine, my friend Noe Bestoro. I mean, there's eight, I call it the eight legs. The eight legs of collaboration. Nice. And I just went, man, It just went, and went, and went, and went, and went, and here we are, got miss words. I write really quick, <laughs> I just go. When I start a project, I just got a book done. It took me a month, I got like 13 in the works. It's just like, it's crazy, I don't know. My wife tells me to stop all the time, so. that's well you're
0: you're prolific in both creating a family and in your fiction so there's something something going on with both of those
1: the balance is beautiful if you mix it just right
0: so 120 different photos so there's 120 different
1: there's over 120 i think there's like 124. so what are some of those yeah let's go
0: into some of those creatures
1: there's fat-tailed scorpions, there's tarantulas, there's centipedes, there's rainbow link spiders, which looks like a color of the rainbow. There's all types of things in there that I've never seen in my life. Um, and a lot of them are the most deadly venomous creatures on Earth. And a couple of them scorpions, um, the, ga- the gallon scorpion, I think it's called. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't have the book in front of me. But that's the most dangerous scorpion in the world. It'll, if you don't get to a hospital, you can be gone in like 30 minutes. It's, and he breeds those in his house. He breeds those. He has all of that in his house. And he's taking pictures of this stuff. I mean, it's crazy. That's why I was always Man, we We click good, me and Gordon. So that makes it even better. We get along. Everything went smooth. It's just like know it was going to work we got like volume two three and four in the works too so we're we're rolling <laughs> that's really but cool yeah.
0: because there the aren't cooler. a ton of horror picture books i mean it's not a picture it's basically a coffee table book with horror yeah, it, poetry dark poetry
1: it's huge it's it's uh i can't remember the basic size for a print but uh it's the next one up. It's bigger, it's square, it's, it looks good. I I really am proud of that creation. Um it comes in hardcover, soft cover, no digital. Uh we didn't make a digital for mm-hmm. it, but maybe in the future, and I want to trade edition as well at some point. A little cheaper, maybe, because the coffee tables, the bucks are up there, but the quality makes up for it. Sure.
0: Yeah they're typically a little bit more pricey because you're paying for this beautiful product and that's kind of the way it goes. And that's what I think one of the issues with a lot of the digital now, you know, if it's just a novel, like, all right, you can throw it into digital. You don't get the cool cover. You don't get the cool physicality of it. It's not a huge loss. Although I do prefer, you know, a paperback, hardback to digital, but when it comes to a book like this with photographs and, and just the presentation of the poem from what I've seen, that you do want in that physical format. So that makes really a lot of sense.
1: And also what we what we did, did you notice the ghosted images on there? Uh, no. Uh, look behind the poem. There's a ghosted image behind each poem.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Preacher. That's the next page. And when you go to the next page, there's the full color version. Cool. And the full color version is the one that goes with the poem.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yep. Uh,
1: yeah, some people are getting mixed up that the ghosted image goes with the poem. Now the the next image goes with it. I get it. But yeah, that's cool. we had a lot of ideas, lots of hours, lots of hours.
0: So of all the creatures there, so which would you say would be your your favorite? So not necessarily even your favorite poem, although we could talk about that, but your favorite creature that's in the book
1: definitely the rainbow Lynx spider yeah yeah that one's just i never knew that existed i've never seen one and it was cool to see that's the one i like the best out of the spiders i also like the centipede when it's up in uh when it's up in attack mode you'll see it in there hmm. it's turned upside down and you can see the fangs oh wow it's getting ready to strike and he got a photo of is getting ready to mess him up you get you get bit by a centipede you're in trouble uh,
0: yeah so they do have a toxin most people don't realize that i don't know if it's i don't think like their typical like american centipede is deadly per se but it's probably not a good thing to have happen to you
1: <laughs> <hurt>. <laughs> but uh yeah i mean that's a crazy image he's got tarantulas in attack mode he's got scorpion getting ready to strike he's got a scorpion striking a cricket Huh. he's got the black widow um I mean I mean he's he took pictures of baby black widows for the next one there's a little teaser there baby black widows hmm. as they hatch. it's crazy but uh I can't wait to see those. I ain't seen the pictures yet. I'll have to have them send me one. But yeah, the rainbow links, that's the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and uh it's uh it was an experience.
0: So where did he obtain these creatures? You said he raises some of the scorpions, but he doesn't have all 120 of
1: the creatures, he, does he? He breeds everything, yeah. Oh, really? And he sells them. Huh. Yeah sells live scorpions too he has a website um i'll link it to you if you want later on but yeah he he actually has them in his house all of it (laughs) he has a room he calls it the arachnid room wow so it's a room for everything everything's in that room and when he's ready to photograph he pulls one out and does his thing he like he stacks hundreds of images on top of each other and that's pretty cool too right
0: so most of these were are probably what insects arachnids that that kind of toxin
1: the scorpions uh some of them are neurotoxin hmm. uh, there's another toxin in there too it explains it oh, i can't remember but
0: so like as opposed to a poison that might affect the f- the flesh around the wound. There's the kind that goes through your bloodstream and can affect your brain and yep. screw it up yep, that yep. way.
1: them all out. Yep. It's yeah. It's pretty scary, and it's like people's worst nightmares. Use of poetry. That's what I I just thought of it. It's like it's never been done. I don't think
0: I haven't heard of it. No,
1: neither. So we figured let's try something that's never been done. And there it is. um Yeah, I had a great time writing that and working with Gordon. It was amazing. And I look forward to the future. Like a series, volume one, two, three, and four. Yeah, cut it at four. And if it goes well, we'll make something else up.
0: Sure. So, which of the creatures would you say is the most disturbing? Mm-hmm.
1: Thing. probably the scorpion with the babies on their on its back <laughs> yeah can you imagine that <laughs> yeah that that one when the the mother is close up with the babies all over her back that one's the most disturbing for me it's also wife, you,
0: you wouldn't expect something that kind of deadly to be <laughs> so kind to its young so it's oh, quite yeah. responsible well, parent
1: gordon said they'll they'll protect them babies with their lives too they'll sting you like eight times hmm. nine times however many times it takes to get you away
0: <laughs> speaking of which has gordon ever been stung or bitten by any of these
1: no he said he's never been stung really Mm-hmm. jeez you yeah, think I just
0: been, over I time have, no matter how careful you're being eventually one of them would get to you
1: yeah i would have been stung many times uh, probably got stung today if i had all that in my house absolutely i guess he's careful so he's, he's been doing it for 20 years mm-hmm. so, yeah, so it's like the poetry, the poetry and the photos i just think they go well together
0: yeah and i was going to ask you so your your process specifically for the writing of the poetry so obviously you look at the image what do you like stare at it for a while do you walk around what's actually your process for that and then do you do a few drafts or just kind of like it just comes out of you
1: it kind of just flows out hmm. I'll, I'll sit there i'll look at it Then i'll just go my thumbs will be going a million miles an hour it's like, oh, next photo bam 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 it's just like a I don't know, like a maniac <laughs> i don't know I just sit there and I write it. I just, my thoughts start spiraling around and it comes out. That's cool. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I've I've always been a huge fan of, so reptiles and amphibians, I've always loved them. So lizards, snakes, you know, frogs, toads, and those are all, those can all be venomous creatures. I mean, toads, I didn't realize I would catch them all the time and once in a while, they kind of have this white stuff come out of their, uh, I forget, it's not a gland, but it, one of their areas, and that's, that's basically a, a toxin, and you definitely don't want to ingest it, and it kills dogs, um, so that's that's a legit toxic animal that people don't even realize, just hopping around your backyard, frogs, you know, usually it's the the rainforest frogs, you know, we know of the poison dart frogs that exude that stuff from their skin so so they're not even those aren't even creatures that are biting you they just exude it as protection basically to keep other things from biting them
1: and my grandmother always said never pick up a frog or a toad
0: i mean i used to pick them up all the time (laughs) and um yeah i mean you know there are reasons not to because it's not really good for their skin to get human oils on it and stuff like that but uh yeah i mean definitely want to wash your hands uh, afterwards yeah
1: and we ain't got nothing here right now it's like 20 degrees so (laughs) right
0: no no they're all they're all in hibernation or whatever you call it when they go underneath the mud for the for the winter but i was just looking up in terms of what some venomous creatures are and there's some ones that People would guess, though, like jellyfish, obviously, are poisonous. They have the man of war, which is like one of the deadliest kind of things. There are mollusks. So stingrays. So that's the thing that killed the crocodile hunter, um, which is pretty rare. So basically, they they have spines and they have venom and it went into his heart. So like that's a lot of things that go into your heart would kill you. So um, so there's.
1: I remember that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was just looking up a little bit of information about that. Um, Yeah. So obviously the spiders and scorpions, uh, which are kind of the most disturbing, but also uh, people are very frightened of snakes. Only a small percentage of snakes are poisonous, but you you got cobras, you got water moccasins, rattlesnakes, copperheads. So I'm living now in the Rocky mountains in Colorado and it's below a certain elevation. Like they usually don't go over 7,000 feet, but there, I've seen more rattlesnakes in these certain areas than I had in my whole life. You know, even on one hike, I saw like I doubled my count. Um, and there are, ver- there are a variety of poisons there. Like the ones here usually almost never really kill you, but then you can go to the Mojave in California, and those are a lot more deadly. So, that shit's something to be aware of. It's uh, something to be like frightened of, but you know you definitely need to be careful if you're in rattlesnake country just tramping around in the brush. Uh, yeah that's been a new thing for me since I moved we out got a of dent
1: here. here Rattlesnake dens. they there are there are plentiful around this area so
0: and you are in New York
1: western New York uh, about an hour and a half east of <laughs> Buffalo. So uh, we that storm just missed us they got five feet
0: i heard a lot of snow yeah i come from new york state originally downstate and uh yeah i guess i didn't even realize there's rattlers out there but there are also i mean because we heard of copperheads a lot copperheads are the things to be aware of even though i never saw one
1: yeah the rest areas have signs that say danger rattlesnake stay out so interesting
0: got yeah well the other poisonous stuff so so there's komodo dragons which are these big basically dinosaurs that live like in the galapagos and they have a kind of toxin but you're not going to run into one of those then there's the gila monsters have you ever in heard of the saliva? Those? Or something. what's that
1: in the the, the the monsters you're talking about they're the saliva is the toxic right
0: right it's like they have a venom but it's it's the germs in mm, their bac- saliva that yeah, the bacteria, that's actually the deadliest part of it.
1: Oh, damn, yeah. So, thing. so they might.
0: bite you. I mean, that's the same with humans. Like a human bite is worse than most animals' bites because like our mouths are disgusting for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, the gila monsters, that's you know, the black and red beaded thing. I've never seen one of those. They're very hard to find. They live, you know, usually like Arizona, New Mexico, the southern parts. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: you'd be it would be an honor to be bitten by one of those, frankly, because they're so rare. <laughs> um, but other places around the the world, they're they're very, you know, they have the very venomous uh, vipers and and stuff like that, and uh, the black mamba, which a lot of people in Africa are rightly just petrified of, because those are those can definitely kill you. As opposed to a lot of most of these venomous stuff isn't going to kill you. But the thing that actually surprised me was, well, so. A platypus, the duck billed platypus, which lives in yeah. Australia, they have a barb that is poisonous for whatever reason, like some barb on their like arm or something.
1: Yeah, I read about that a couple of years back. Yeah, that sounds crazy. You never know. You never know anymore. They're, well, they're the spe- weirdest
0: animals that there are. You know, the duck billed platypus. They're basically they're they're a um are they a monotreme. I, f- I forget what they're called. They're family or whatever their genus but they are yeah like little mammals that swim in the water they do have duck bills yeah and then they have they lay eggs and they have those weird barbs but something that really surprised me just looking this up so shrews and moles have a kind of venom which i did not know that until literally today
1: i didn't know that till this minute
0: yep so everything, I guess, is a poison in a way, but in terms of like horror fiction, you know, like I, I have a bunch of books, so I collect nature-based horror, biological horror stuff. So, you know, there's most of it is it's scorpion snakes, that sort of stuff, but it's like, wow, cool. yeah, I, I love the, the topic and the, the little sub genre, but it's like thinking about the fear of of nature, which I don't, I don't try to encourage, right? Like I I don't think people should be afraid of nature. Humans are far more deadly than nature, but I think there is that, you know, of course, instinctual fear of contamination and those creatures. So, so there is in the back of our minds, we're always like, there might be some poison in some animals. So I think, I think it's an effective topic just because it does give everyone the heebie-jeebies. I think it's, It's built into our dna
1: not everyone um i had a few people tell me that this book helped them get over their arachnophobia
0: yeah well that's what i think too well you know you can you accept the darkness that is there you know like okay Mm -hmm. here's the what what is the deal with this okay so it does have a poison i knew it oh okay here's the only circumstances in which it would actually likely sting or bite you. Here's the locations where it's probably only going to happen when they're threatened or whatever. And really in many of the cases, it's not as deadly as you would think. So I think that's a way of working through those fears.
1: Yeah. I was like, Oh, that's cool. And that's exactly what Gordon wanted to hear. That's like, that's what I've been trying to do.
0: Right. Not make people, I mean, it's like in horror, that's the thing. Cause I play around with this stuff. So like, yeah, I want to capitalize on the fact that a lot of people are instinctually afraid of these things, but then I actually want to teach them, but guess what? You don't actually really need to be afraid of them. Like, I, I, th- I think that's what a lot of horror fiction can do is it sort of, it's a sleight of hand. It's like, look, you know, let's, let's go through our fears here and maybe we can come out less afraid because we got the shock out. With that process of reading and writing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, we uh we just go, man. It's in our souls. It's in our hearts. We're writers. It's what we do. I've tried to turn it off. <laughs> I can't. Uh, it's like I need to take a break. I can't. It's it's something.
0: So when it comes to poetry, that's your chosen. Uh, form of writing as opposed to prose
1: uh poetry yes and i'm leaning into prose with uh a project we're working on called infinite black tales from the abyss okay that one's complete as well uh yeah that's leaning more toward the prose side i got it mixed with poetry i got like got actual stories mixed in and then uh dan verkey's illustrated the entire thing so there's like illustrations with everything it's it's a new dimension type of book like an apocalypse new apocalypse style but uh look for that one too that one's going to be kind of my lean in for prose so
0: So what draws you to collaborating with illustrators and photographers because that's not something that a lot of authors do typically there's going to be a cover right but that's usually it so
1: why that for you trying to bring something new something consistent something mm. you can see as well as read actually feel so hey this story is about a monster hey here's a picture of that monster this one's about a spider hey here's a picture of the spider right this- actually visualizing not only in your mind but actually in reality so it's I just want to bring something new that's what I got rolling with these illustrator projects I got two more another one called ink blots it's just like ink blots uh wow. poet's perception it's like uh wow that one's done too it's coming out next year uh dark you just
0: have these literal ink blots and then you
1: yep they're half
0: decipher it how you see fit
1: yeah whatever i see i'm right right like illustrator there's andrew fremder um it starts out black and white like 25 illustrations black and white Hmm. then it flows into color 25 (laughs) 100 poems so, kind of balances it out 100 poems, 50 illustrations, make you think on some, let you see the others. So, that's the idea with that one.
0: That's and really that, cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the monster stuff, I, of course, can see that. Um, but particularly when it comes to, I mean, real life monsters and creatures, like the stuff in Ven- Venomous Words, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you, you don't need to imagine that. It's like, well, these are real here mm-hmm. here's what they look like and most people probably don't even know what they look like and they're so beautiful that it's worth taking a really yeah. close peek at all of them
1: yeah they are gorgeous creatures they intrigue you kind of creep you out but then they draw you in again they just draw you in. It's like i was like i never knew that thing had that you know like it's pretty cool it's just like there's also, there's a few non-venomous creatures in there, too. Uh-huh. There's a close-up of the praying mantis. Mm. There's a close-up of your blue bottle, your basic blue bottle fly. Mm. And those are pretty cool. That fly, that fly looks creepy, too. Flies are ugly. <laughs> I don't like them. But uh, I'm more scared. Flies are more disgusting than venom, you know? You can get more disease from a fly than can anything else.
0: Yeah. I've talked definitely a lot about bacteria and viruses, microbes on the podcast. That's definitely something that's more disturbing to me than venom. It's like, all right, if I come back from a hike
1: and I'm that like fly oh, I just, that fly just got off a pile of oh, cow crap. Right. You and, you, and you don't <laughs> know
0: where it's been. You don't know if if that <laughs> got into your skin uh versus if the snake didn't bite you, you you didn't get bitten like you would have known but you don't know yeah. how contaminated you've been by these other things
1: you yeah, know they eat whatever dead things you know yeah, yeah course, this is cool man i'm enjoying this i may well, look yeah. calm and mellow i don't i'm just mellow i talk mellow and all that so
0: well no i'm really glad you could come on to talk about this topic it's uh right up my alley fits perfectly into the world of biological horror and it's really cool book that you put together and i like how you're doing kind of a new thing with that so i definitely wanted to (laughs) feature you so uh why don't you just say where people can find your
1: work uh amazon you can find venomous words but uh make sure you get the one that has the green stripe on the bottom that says volume one and published by Blur there was a different version that we had to pull so i'm gonna pick it up and get the old one and uh amazon you can find that on amazon um there's a collector's edition on blurb it's just the highest quality paper you can get the 100 pound nice and that one's 148 dollars sure but <sighs> it's worth it I it's, think a, it's
0: a coffee table it. book i mean it's a it, uh collector's item it's a conversation piece you can last your whole life it's not just some paperback or kindle
1: oh yeah here's a fake monster
0: nice that's from uh
1: just released new world monsters excellent uh, 26 illustrations in that one that's on amazon uh I also have, uh, I think I have seven total on Amazon. Um, I wrote my first novel in 2020. I haven't read another one since, but my novel is written in rhyme. Wow. 60,000 words.
0: Really? The whole, yeah. so like couplets or?
1: Oh, I, I, I just rhymed the story, the whole story. <laughs> wow. I went through and I just flowed it's called poetic fiction journals of silent screams um about a boy named xander who goes through abuse as a child and he grows up in twists and turns into the spiral of madness that he can't control and then he just goes he's jumping in he's schizophrenic he's jumping in now these different realities like he has his children that he don't Um, he's dead then he's alive he's here then he's there but it all comes together and he gets revenge to his abuser in the end it's just everything changed around him except for the execution of his abuser that states so
0: that's a reminder that the human the human monster is far more dangerous than any of these natural creatures and despite their venom so Jeff thank you so much for coming on the podcast really glad to have you
1: hey man appreciate you having me for real keep writing keep shining keep podcasting keep being you that's it will do thanks for taking
0: a trip with me through Josh's worst nightmare where I Josh Schlossberg survey the dark landscape of biological horror fiction presented by Denver Horror Collective. If you don't want to miss any of the great, and sometimes disturbing, weekly episodes I've got planned for you, be sure to subscribe to Josh's Worst Nightmare on a variety of podcast platforms. You can also sign up for Josh's Worst Nightmare e-newsletter at joshsworstnightmare.com, where I share a whole squirming mess of bio-horror, including my infamous haiku horror reviews, and my latest dark scribblings. Speaking of which, if you haven't already picked up a copy of my cosmic, biological, folk horror novella Molinae, from D&T Publishing, you can find a copy of the paperback, hardcover, or ebook at Amazon, Godless.com, or Josh's Worst Nightmare.com. Yours darkly, Josh Schlossberg.